Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are focusing on growing together. It's exciting to know that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus and friendships with one another. Daily, as we abide in Jesus and invite His Word to abide in us, spiritual growth takes place in and through our lives. So what does growing together look like for you in your life and ministry setting? Grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm coming to you today with a very special podcast episode. I hope you're on the edge of your seat. I'm on the edge of my seat for the just the encouragement that God is going to give to us today as we welcome Emily Freeman and Caleb Freeman to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Hello. Hello, Caleb. We're so glad you're here. I should say hi. I don't know why I said hello. Mm. <laughs> it's very formal. Whenever you're behind a microphone like this, we feel a little formal. Uh, yeah, but I shouldn't have felt that way. I want to be real with y'all, and formal is not how I usually talk. So, <laughs> so we'll just throw that out. Lower the expectations. Okay, so hi, Caleb. How are you? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. I love it. I love it. Well, let's jump right into your story. Uh, I know many of our listeners uh, probably have heard about your story. It's been on the news, and there's even a book about it. And Emily, I want to just pitch it to you to introduce yourself, introduce your family, introduce Caleb, and really some of the different aspects that have brought you to this moment in time. Okay, well, yes, um, so I am uh, a pastor's wife, and we've been married for about 24 years, and we serve at First Baptist Church of Newcastle, Oklahoma, and we have seven kiddos. Um, Caleb is second in line, so my oldest is uh, 22, and she's actually getting married in April. Very exciting. So a lot of wedding planning going on with that, and then my youngest not too long ago finished kindergarten so okay. we have the whole range of things so between the ch- the the kiddos the church um Caleb's ministry and all of that there's a lot going on all the yes. time but it's good it's really good So I think our listeners can really relate to juggling all of the roles and the responsibilities that come not only in the parenting game, but the ministry game and just, you know, taking care of yourself as a wife and a mom. And uh, so tell us a little bit about your background specifically. Well, I was um, actually my grandfather was the pastor of our church growing up. So my my grandmother was a pastor's wife. And so I had her example. Um, It's funny because I remember in. Uh, probably high school, um, a lady in our church saying that she thought one day I was going to marry a pastor, and mm-hmm. I was not really sure how to <laughs> feel about that. Right, right. Um, but anyway, here I am, and um, my, you know, we we our family has gone through quite a, a few difficult circumstances in this life. Um, I think that uh, it started. Um, with my brothers um, was probably the very first hard thing that I faced. They were born with a um, immune deficiency, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like the bubble boy. If you've ever mm-hmm. the John Travolta movie boy mm-hmm. in the plastic bubble, you're born without an immune system. So my two brothers had that. Um, so growing up, things were a little different. They each had like three bone marrow transplants. and um, But it wasn't a huge deal. Like my, my parents were really good about life was pretty normal with them. Um, and then we found out later as I was having kiddos that, um, it was a genetic thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's a 
50% chance um, in boys. So I have two boys, mm-hmm. and they were also born with um, severe combined immune deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those is actually a ministry major at Oklahoma Baptist University. Um, the other one is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trey and the Lord called him home when he was uh, seven years mm-hmm. old. So, um, so you know, uh, had been somewhat prepared um, for hard things um, growing up, just was kind of used to trusting the Lord mm-hmm. through those th- circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but then getting married, uh, Jeremy and I had no idea, you know, what we would right. face together. Um, and there have been, you know, just some some really difficult times. And ministry itself, of course, is, is difficult. Right. And um, so it's just, I think, learning that we're not here on this earth um, to be comfortable and to have necessarily everything go um, the way that we want it to all the time. We're here um, when we surrender our lives to Christ, we're his. So anything that comes into our life, whether good, whether bad, um, trying to see that through the lens of how how is God going to use this and use us to advance the gospel and to minister to people, you know, while we're here. And that's something you can't really do in your own strength, <laughs> for sure, um, because those circumstances can be so debilitating in your life. But God yes. is the strength, and he is the one who gives you um, the ability each day, you know, to do what you need to do to do the next right thing. So so good. So good. And that kind of takes us up to the day uh, when Caleb was involved yeah. in an accident mm. and that whole concept of but God. And so, Caleb, you were headed to a basketball game or a football game. What uh, were you headed to? I was headed to a basketball game. Okay. Very good. Normal day. It was. Yeah. It was actually, I remember, it was one of my favorite times of the year, college football bowl season. Yes. I was really excited to watch all the games. I had already picked them all, and I was pretty sure I was going to go undefeated that year. Yes, yes. And win that million-dollar prize. <laughs> well, I, 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 hope, I hope that that worked out for you. But, you know, obviously God had other plans because you were headed to this game yeah. and involved in a tragic mm-hmm. accident. Mm-hmm. And so, Emily, tell us a little bit about that day, and then I want to get your thoughts on, on the journey <laughs> after the accident. Yes, because it's interesting with Caleb. I we've tried to kind of pinpoint where his memories mm-hmm. um, pick back up in relation to that car accident. So he knows a lot of what we've told him right. about that. But oh. as far as the actual, you know, day of and, and even the week leading up to that, he doesn't really have a lot of memory of that. But I do. Right. <laughs> so, right. um, but yes, that was just a day like like any other day. And my husband, uh, Jeremy, had done a funeral that morning um, for somebody. And the funeral director is actually the one who gave him the tickets to the OU basketball game for that night. And so we had been like, oh, Caleb, we got these tickets. Um, Trey Young is playing. They're like row six or something like that. So, And and I just want to say, as it happened, the Trey Young set the record for most assistant a game in college <laughs> basketball. So that was the game to be at. That was the <laughs> place to game be. to be at. If only he'd made it. <laughs> right. Um, but he decided to go. I remember it was kind of, he, he was, you know, a teenager and was kind of just laying around that day and kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I don't want to get out. But then he decided to go. He tried to get his best friend yeah. to go, and he couldn't. Um, so he took his brother, Cal- Clayton. Um, and so they... Uh, it was kind of raining. Um, it hadn't 
you know, had any moisture in a while. So I think that's what caused the roads to be a little, uh, you know, slick. Um, and so my husband had met him and his brother on the road and given him the tickets mm. and said, you know, be careful. Right. Kind of slick out there. Mm. You know, I, I've even hydroplaned just a little. Um, and then came home. And I was having a ladies' Christmas party that night. It was December. Um, and so um, was getting ready for that and super focused mm-hmm. on all the mm-hmm. <laughs> details and hiding all the clutter. Yes. You know? yes. um, and so uh, m- Jeremy was going to take the younger ones out um, to get them out of the house. And so we were all trying to just get those things done. All of a sudden, the phone rings, and it's Caleb's. Uh, telephone but not Caleb on the Mm, line and it's just one of those moments where you're like you know you kind of step into this Mm. like what is happening it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a shock because you're it just doesn't seem real um you know you you are talking to this man and he's you know asking you these questions and you're trying to connect with like what is what does this mean um but you know, he says, your sons have been in a car accident. How quickly can you get here? And then it just escalates from there. Right. Um, and then you're just kind of realizing more and more the gravity of the situation and that it's not just a little fender bender. Um, mm. And so, of course, your heart rate and everything else <laughs> is through the roof and you're just trying to get there. Um, and you're just imagining, you know, the worst uh, yeah. scenario, um, calling people and just really just in fear right right those moments are just fearful um and so then you get we get to the car accident scene um they won't let us see caleb Mm. it's obvious that they're working on him but you're looking at this semi truck that's been pretty well Mm. destroyed in the front part and thinking okay so what does that mean (laughs) for my because that truck hit them and and it was a it wasn't where the guy could put on his brakes or anything. It was full speed mm. on the highway. Their car just came out and basically went mm. um, parallel to the road and that had nowhere to go except directly into Caleb, yeah. basically. Um, so, yes. So the mindset of that evening was definitely panic and fear um, from that phone call that no parent wants to yeah. receive. Right. And the outcome was a traumatic brain injury oh, that yes. led to a lengthy uh, rehabilitation process. Yeah. And I know that there was a, during that process, Caleb, mm. your dad wrote something on the marker board in your room. And so tell us, you know, what he wrote and what that meant to you about, you know, God and what's possible and impossible with God. Oh, actually, that, that was... Ed Newton. Oh, Ed wrote that. Who's to here? Like, okay. He came was so good. He came up to visit me at two of the hospitals I was at, and he came up to Denver, Colorado, and he wrote on the board, "Impossible doesn't exist with God," oh, and that, that really hit home to me because I was facing some impossible odds. Like they were telling me. I never walk, never talk, never eat again, and like, I looked pretty hopeless for a while. But I, that reality came very clear to me. Like, impossible doesn't exist with God. Whenever I heard thousands of prayers yeah. being lifted up to Jesus, and then I saw those impossible things actually starting to happen, it showed me. God's not now. It's like they don't exist with them. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, as you're walking through all these different challenges with your speech and and just with your mobility, God has just been opening doors. Mm -hmm. And you are doing, by God's grace, things that the doctor said 
would never happen, right? right and right. so today you're in Arkansas. You've spoken at our evangelism conference. You've shared your testimony. You've la- lifted your hands in the air. You've walked on the stage. You've talked. And all of that is for God's purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, the gospel is being lived out through you and through your ministry. And your ministry is called But God. And so yeah. help us tie that together. How did you come up with that slogan? What does that mean to you and to your family? Okay, so, mm. but God, those two words, um, probably to me the most meaningful in the Bible, yeah, right? But yeah. God for, for us personally. For sure. Um, and so yeah. at, where they originated from in this situation was um, when we were in those first moments and, and Caleb was in the ICU and they were not giving him much hope of, of surviving the next 24 hours. Um, a, a nurse that was working, um, my husband took her aside and said, I need you to just be honest with me, be straight with me, um, you know, what's going on with my son. Mm. And she said, sir, to be honest with you, at this point, your son needs a miracle. Mm. And so Jeremy in that moment just, I think he hadn't realized until then, like he, like this could be the moment Caleb yeah. steps into eternity and the just the gravity of that. Mm. Um, so he typed out a message to our family and our friends and people who were asking about Caleb and how to pray and just said, this is what the doctors are saying. This is what um, our situation is, our circumstances are. And then he just typed out, but God. Mm. And it mm. ju- just from that, people just shared it over and over and over again. And it became you know, just our, our mantra, our battle cry. Um, this is what is being said. This is what we see, but God, but God has the final say. Um, and so really like, even when I was just sharing those moments of panic that we were in, and those moments of fear, um, I would say that the, but God is a refocusing of your eyes on the circumstances and on, you know, what you think might happen to the one who has the final Mm. say, he is in control of everything. And through that, there's a peace, a supernatural peace that entered into our pain and our um, heartache. And it just was something you don't understand, just like the Bible says, (laughs) the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it was really like, but God was the bridge between that panic and that peace because we remembered who God is and that he's in control and not that we would necessarily get the outcome we desired because Mm. we, we know what it's like to not with our son Trey, but we still remembered we can trust him Um, and he is going to see us through. He's going to carry us through no matter what we face one day at a time. He will, he will be enough. Um, So, but God, so every time we heard something, Mm. we just immediately followed it with those words, (laughs) but God, we, we clung to that. I think that, when my dad first said that thing, it was more of like a lifeline for him because it was, okay, that's it. That's it for Caleb. If God doesn't step in, Caleb is already Caleb's done with. And then it was pretty much saying this. When all those odds were attacked against me, it didn't necessarily matter. Because God was always going to the final say. That's right. He has the final say. And as you're listening to this podcast, that is so true for your life. You know, you may be in the midst of your 
tragedy. You may be in the midst of your confusing moment, your season of doubt and worry. And let let us collectively, as brothers and sisters, speak over your life. But God, mm. God is in control, and you can trust him uh, for a, a move of God, for a peace of God. And I, I hear in your voice, Emily, surrender. Like you surrendered to the plan of God. You surrendered to the heart of God, and you you knew he was going to carry you through. And so what does surrender look like in your life? This season, we're talking about growing and growing together and what spiritual growth looks like. And for me, growth always starts with a surrendered heart that says, Lord, your will, your way, your kingdom, um, and, and that in my life, but also through my life. And so Emily and Caleb, thank you for being a picture of that. Um, this is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, next week, you're going to hear Emily share about growing through adversity. So you're going to be able to hear practical teaching that goes along with this. But we wanted to start off with just a candid conversation to be able to say that life isn't always easy. It's not always perfect from the world standards, but God. And so, Emily, thank you for joining us. Caleb, thank you for joining us. I have one final question. I'm going to spring this on you. So, you know, the, the Spirit will prompt you in regards to your answer. We finish every podcast with the same question, and that is, what inspires you? So both Emily and Caleb, tell us, what inspires you in life, ministry, faith, uh, just in general? It can be a super simple answer, a single word, or, or a phrase. Wow. So I would just say that, um, you know, after Trey went to be with the Lord, um, we came home as a family and it was a really dark time for me personally. Um, just as far as like I had been taking such care of this child for so long and then he had to go and I couldn't go with him. And so it was just a really hard time. My mom had gone to be with the Lord like two weeks before mm. that. And I didn't even get to see her in her last moments because I was with Trey. Right. Um, and so it was just kind of a dark time. Yeah. Um, but my mom had written something down, and it was so amazing of God. He gave me um, this moment of connection with her, even though she wasn't physically there. Um, but I was reading it in her journal, and it, it said, Never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. Um, and so I was, you know, I, I don't know who originally said that. But um, anyway, so we to came together as a family and just decided, like, you know, all of this pain, all of this heartache, um, we can either let it overcome us or we can use it as a motivation um, to inspire us to, yeah. to, to finish strong while we're on this right. earth. We don't know how much time we have left. Today could be our last yes. day. So let's finish strong yep. and let's live each day like it could be our last day, mm -hmm. making the greatest difference that we can. Amen. That's so good. How about you, Caleb? Uh, yeah, one inspires me. I feel like that comes a lot from what gives me purpose. I feel like if you're looking for inspiration, you're looking for something that can give you purpose from something that can be taken away. Like once that thing gets taken away, it won't come on, it won't right. go down. You'll feel like you don't have any more purpose. But that's why you build your life on the one who can't be taken away. Because if you build it on Jesus, that will never be taken away. So that will always give you inspiration to keep moving Amen. forward and purpose no matter what. Amen. Well, Emily, Caleb, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We are thankful for you. We're going to be praying for you. If people want to connect with you, maybe to have you come and speak at their church, uh, how can they connect with uh, the Freemans and with the But God Movement? Um, okay, so Caleb has a Facebook page, Pray for Caleb Freeman, and you can always direct message on that. Um, we also have an email, and it's hashtag but God. 
I think. But, but it's hashtag spelled out. out. Yes, spelled out. it's spelled okay. out the word. Okay. And good. I think it's dot com, but um, you might well, have we'll to put it edit. in the show notes. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Put that on there. Um, we have the book that also has the information yes. in the back. Yes. And I would say, like, um, it has so much more detail. I My journal entries are in it from mm. a, as we were actually going through. And it's just amazing to see how good God was, <laughs> like, through all of that yeah. and looking back. But, yes, so Caleb loves to any opportunity he has, he loves to share. That's what he's living for. So he would okay. take any opportunity. That sounds to great. Well, thank um, you for joining for us. For sure. I don't feel like I'm still on this earth just for myself. I feel like God has definitely left me here for a greater purpose. I hear about kids that get in the same wreck I got and they have the same kind of injury and they don't make it. So I realize that I, I, I have made it. I know that's nothing about my strength, but God has loved me here for a good reason. So I feel like going around, being able to share, that helps me find the most purpose in my life. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we can't wait to see what God has in store for you in the future. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Andrea. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.